0: Hello,
1: my name's Sylvester McCoy. I played Doctor Who. <laughs> Number seven. Yes, a long time ago. Anyway, you're listening to Neil. No, you're not. Listen to me. Anyway, you might be soon listening to Neil podding. Whatever that is. Neil before blog presents. Neil before pod. <laughs>
0: and welcome to a special edition of Neil Before Pod where we're going to discuss a trailer literally days after it's released. So we're here to discuss the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer and to help me with this, I have Chris. Hello. And Aaron. Hi. Welcome. So none of this Nail Before Rise Against nonsense. We don't have time for that. We're just here to talk about a trailer that could have reasonably appeared on one of those lists, I suppose. But, uh... Aaron, I'll pick on you first. What did you think of this trailer?
1: I suppose I could simply choose between Neil Before and Rise Against, couldn't I, for the trailer? I suppose you could. I'll go for Neil Before. Cool.
0: And for what reason, in general?
1: Well, it looks like it's a reasonably simple plot, as in it's somebody who has to find what they're worth and then prove it. But... I think it's a perfect character for that in the place he finds himself in the m c u and whereas it could be too simple, equally, if they do it right, there's no way, there's nothing to say that it won't be really good.
0: Cool, Chris. are you kneeling before or rising against it?
2: Um, I'm somewhere in the middle um, I think I've said before that I would really rather that we didn't really see anything about this film until after Endgame but I understand why they are doing it um, I don't think anyone in their heart of hearts believes that Peter Parker was getting genuinely dusted for life at the end of uh, um, Infinity War um, but yeah I think this this teases it it still seems it's keeping the same sort of fun tone it had before I've got some reservations about it, about how it's straying a little bit, but, yeah, overall, I find it fine.
0: You mean you don't get the impression that half of the world population has been wiped out from this trailer? (laughs) Yeah, they've just lost half the school. Let's take them on a trip. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, it'll be cheaper because there's less (laughs) kids. It's okay, we've got the core cast. They're all around. That is absolutely fine. Um, Yes, it's... I mean, a lot of people have said it's set before Infinity War. And uh, when you meet Peter Parker in Infinity War, he's coming back from the airport after this trip. But he's not, because he tells you where he's going and it's somewhere in New York. So, yeah. Uh, I'm rising against this trailer. I don't like it. I think it confirms... Or I think it doubles down on some of the issues I have with this version of Spider-Man. And... um, There's the odd little bits and pieces I quite like about the trailer. I think Mysterio looks cool. I'm glad he has his fishbowl. I would have been really annoyed if Mm -hmm. there was no fishbowl. But on the whole, it just left me feeling a bit cold, particularly after we've had such strong Spider-Man content over the past few months, with the PS4 game and Spider Verse. Uh, This just, you know, there's a there's a high bar, and I'm just pretty sure that. This might not clear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: shocked at Craig hating a Spider-Man trailer.
0: Yeah, well,
2: you should have heard me talk about the Amazing um,
0: Spider-Man 2 trailer.
2: The staunch <laughs> defender of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. normally I, I like Spider-Man. Uh, but because I like Spider-Man means I don't like all Spider-Man. Because, mm. you know, there's bad Spider-Man. For instance, the Amazing Spider-Man 2.
1: Before we go on then, is it going to be that... Spider Man is something you feel so connected to that you will have trouble seeing it stray from what you want it to be.
0: Well, no, I don't mind if they're doing, like, I don't mind making changes if it makes sense for them to make changes, but there's things in this trailer that annoy me, and it annoys me very, very quickly uh, when he just decides, I'm just going to leave the suit and go to Europe and not worry about fighting crime or anything like that. So it's like he's a sort of deciding responsibility Nah, it's not for me. I'm gonna abandon that and I'll I'll figure out I'll cu- I'll pick this up when I get back. It's fine. Um which is kind of everything against it's against what Peter Parker's supposed to stand for. And against what they've set up for this character as well. Because if they'd changed it up so that he doesn't he's not quite as responsible. But they they haven't. Civil war establishes it. Uh, his own film establishes it Infinity War establishes it
1: so uh, Craig and I have already had this argument. So, Chris, do you want to jump in before we have it again? Just, I mean, I'm prepared to have this argument again, but I mean, i just, I feel like I, I should give you a free shot before it comes. You know, are you going things. to read
0: the? you just going to read the text uh, verbatim. Just uh,
2: <laughs> I begin just submit, with Article submit. One.
0: <laughs> Submitting it for the record. Uh-huh. <laughs> do, do
2: you know what? I, I, I will I will chip and wear, but uh, yeah, I think you you two have got very staunch opinions either side, where I'm very much in the middle.
1: And right. What I'd like to do here, then, I think, is this. could could you take over hosting and you can actually just <laughs> adjudicate? Well, not adjudicate—that's the wrong word. Could could you just kind of like a, be, a referee be the a match. Just, how, do,
2: how do you respond to that? Oh, you mean yeah.
0: he's going to be like Nick Fury taking over my podcast? <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yeah. I'm he's
1: going to tell you what to do when it gets too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Who who is wanting to start with their uh, their opening remarks then?
1: Well, well Craig's I already opening? set up, yeah. I think, hasn't he? He's already yeah. said okay. so. so well, I'll have to. I need to take bits part uh, parts of what you've said. Uh, the the one I can remember is the suit and yeah. the setup of the responsibility, and I'm going to come at it from a completely different angle because when I watched the trailer. For this film, I saw a 17-year-old, and I actually am not sure what age he's supposed to be. Can you can you tell me what age he is supposed to be? Uh,
0: about 16 or so.
1: 16. So yeah, I'm, I'm not far off. So a 16-year-old. Now, I admit that he's shown responsibility in in the previous films, and he's done what he's had to do. But I would also argue in those previous films that there's a bit of an adrenaline in the in the moment and there's also quite a lot of being led by other characters. I know he makes some of his own decisions, but he is introduced to the fight by well, even just the alien menace turning up. It's not when somebody necessarily makes a choice. It's like there is this massive spaceship and aliens attack. Go, what do you do? So that's part of the choices sort of made for you there if you've got powers and you have any form of conscience. But Then when you come to Far From Home, he's 16 again, and he's offered the chance to go on an amazing holiday with a really pretty girl and his best mate. And at 16, if you tell me that somebody has adapted to a new life and embraced their personal ideology that will hold them for the rest of their adult life uh, and not be in any way react to it in such a way as but I want to have a bit of fun, then I, I, I would find that totally unbelievable for him to to be in that frame of mind. I actually think that this reaction is, I've saved the world. The world has actually been repaired, we assume. You know, the the, the snappening has just been completely undone. Mm-hmm. I want a freaking holiday. I actually want to go and kiss the girl. I actually want to go and have a few laughs. I want to see Venice. It, the idea that a sixteen-year-old could turn away from responsibility just once, you know, seems like it's quite reasonable to me. Even if it's that he's not quite in some sort of shock like Iron Man was going into Iron Man Three, it, but it's still a bit of a reaction to that. It's like, oh, that was—I mean, I'm glad I did that and all, but but honestly, can we can we just have a bit of party now? So that leaving the suit behind doesn't seem to me to be out of character if he'd been in his 20s if he'd been he was at university or if he's got a job and he'd been through several rounds of this already i would say he would have adopted that personal ideology completely but i think it's too early and i'm quite happy to see him reacting to it and still have a bit of his coming of age left to do
0: even though we don't see it, though, he's already clearly learned that lesson. So the last time he turned his back on a, you know, something that he could help with, uh, he lost his uncle. So it's, it's pretty clear, you know, you infer through context, that Uncle Ben is still dead and, you know, still died in this universe. And um, he has to be somewhat responsible because he's Spider-Man and it would make no sense otherwise. Um, and... I mean, you talk about the kind of not wanting to carry that weight, but the char- that's the character. The character is the, I carry this weight and always feel guilty about it. You know, he wears his costume under his street clothes because he wants to react to anything that happens. Um, and if they hadn't set this up in previous films, I might be able to accept it a bit more, but they clearly have. You know, in Civil War, he talks about when bad things happen and you don't do anything about it, they happen because of you. Um, so, he feels personally responsible if he does nothing. So, the fact that he's like, you know, I'm just going to go to Venice and not worry about this, and it just feels. So, I think.
1: Out of character. But There's a couple of, oh, sorry, Chris, sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, otherwise, I'm just going to stomp all no, over. Sorry. Right. You've got to do it. To do it then. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay.
2: going to come in on the impartial. I see what you're saying, Craig, but at the same time, also, you, you get the tone of he's, he's dealing with street level crime. He's not dealing with Thanos every week. So. Would would he not think do you know what, it's street level crime that I'm dealing with I can go away for a week and New York is not going to fall into the sea?
0: Well I'm not talking about he shouldn't go on holiday I'm just talking about he shouldn't leave the suit behind when he does because Would
2: would the logic not be that there's more risk of him being outed if he takes the suit with him?
0: Well I mean again that's always something that he worries about but and and it kinda of weighs on him when it's like, Oh, what if they see me as Spider Man but I can't turn my back on this and um yeah, there's there's plenty of comics where he goes away from New York for a few days mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks or whatever and you know, Spider Man has to help out in Russia or um I don't know, anywhere. Um and it's kind of the but this the street level crime thing, you know, it's like if he turns his back on street level crime, street level criminals still have guns and can still True. kill people. And can still do a lot of damage, so it's a bit rough in that respect for him to just be like,
1: nah,
0: it's fine, I'll just chill with my pals for a few months.
1: Aaron? So I've got well, I have three points, but I can't I'm not just not clever enough to keep them all in my head at once, so I'm gonna try and do what I can. Um the I don't think you've dissuaded me here at first of all that he's his age isn't a factor in this, but I've already argued that, so by by good uh, argument principles, I should move on to something else. And I think I'll pick up with... First of all, I think you're being a bit harsh on the, nah, I'm just going to leave it behind. Now, speaking of somebody who likes to exaggerate for comic effect, obviously I would also clearly say something in that tone, but I think here it's important, because of the character... That's not, the, that's not the way he says it. He is not a party animal. In that, ad, in that trailer, he doesn't use that language. He actively rejects it and says, I don't want that, imp- giving you the impression that he wants something else. And I think that's where the age comes back in. So, th- so that's why I did mention it when I said I shouldn't, because it, it, it does double down on that, that he is, he is he's searching for some other part of his life still, which seems completely reasonable for a 16-year-old. Also, he doesn't have the suit. Well, I think if he did stumble across a a crime, somebody being mugged, he is a street-level character and could quite happily do things from the shadows. I don't honestly believe that he, by leaving the suit behind, has given up his entire conscience and his ability to tackle crime. So he would easily be able to twat somebody... And and get away with it, and 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 run off with his strength and ability before it would ever be a problem. Um, I think there was there was something else I wanted to say as well, but I've lost it. So so counter. <laughs>
0: well, the the suggestion certainly from. I mean, I'm willing to admit the the trailer doesn't have a lot of context. Uh, in terms of why he thinks this, you know, um, or why he's decided to leave the suit behind, but it's it's made a point of showing that he's done that, and this I think the suggestion is that by leaving the suit at home, he's leaving Spider Man at home, which means he doesn't plan to do any heroics. Well, while, uh, while he's on holiday, he, yeah, he has no
1: plans to get involved. That was the third point that I was thinking about that you said yourself. He's um, in in the previous films, there is something going on, and his conscience tells him to get involved. In this trailer, there is nothing going on. He is not actively turning his back on the problem. And the six, And I keep coming back to this. It seems reasonable that the 16-year-old would say, I, I'm not actually making anything worse by going on holiday here because there are no problems that currently need my attention. Now, I admit you could argue that's a naive view because there's always crime somewhere. But again, I'm, I don't think at this point he's got this such heavy weight of responsibility that comes with adult guilt that says every second of every day somebody is getting hurt if i don't do it i think especially because at the moment he's been involved in not the street level stuff he did start out that way but he has quickly been pulled into world changing stuff and at the point of the trailer, looking out that window of his bedroom, he said, returning to flippancy, which he loves so well, I didn't see another alien spacecraft. So it seems reasonable that he is also making that same decision, that there is nothing bad going on, so he can leave behind the big stuff. The suit equals alien combat. Whereas I still say that if if we saw somebody getting mugged uh, in, in the film, in the streets of Venice, without the suit, he wouldn't be, I am not Spider-Man here, that person is, is okay to be mugged and, and, and I'm on holiday. I think he would get involved. Also, when it comes to that, I think that is going to be a very important point. This this whole idea of you cannot leave it behind is therefore going to be the message of the film. It's it, This is going to be him... Gaining that adult guilt at a point where nothing bad is actually happening, there is something that still could happen, and you need to be ever ready. and And he does have that conscience all the time, but I, th- I think that he will develop that much more heavily. And to be honest, I want to see that on screen, and I tell you for why: because I don't want to see Uncle Ben. I, I like most people, I think, I don't want to see another origin story so i'm being offered a different origin story here in peter parker's developing conscience him becoming an adult what caused that is of course still uncle ben but his evolution now is going to be these choices these leaving the suit behind learning that he can't do it learning what he really wants out of life and it's it's like they do want to still give us an origin story. They do want to see character development, but it's they've picked a different one. And I, I am all for that. I, that is actually one of the prime reasons why I want to see this film, because it is going to offer me that different perspective.
0: Well, they need to show that scene that you're talking about where he sees someone getting mugged in London or wherever, and he decides what to do with it. You know, when he doesn't have any... His costume or, or whatever um, like I said I, I know there's no context to the, the actual scene itself because it is just a, a thing in the trailer um, but I just don't think that that Peter Parker would ever do that regardless of how old he is because he was 15 in the comics when he first got his powers and, and he always carried that weight with him uh, there's the suggestion that this version carries that as well um, you know he's so I mean, he's always been a more reactive superhero. You see it in Homecoming, where, you know, he goes out after school because he's just looking for trouble. He's looking for something to help with. And, you know, that's the kind of the, the sort of guy
2: he is. Do you... I think part of the, the thing is context. I think that's what we've come down to. It's very difficult to get context from a trailer. That's aside, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think... Uh, with Aaron sorry and the the fact that if he did see a mugging or something taking place and if he hadn't had the suit bundled into his bag he would still have helped I think that's the thing here and you, you, you might see that in the film you definitely might see that um, but we're we're trying to go with context we're trying to go with what has happened to him until this point you know we don't even know if the timeline is the same as it was prior to the snap so it's difficult to understand and put the character in the right place because we really know nothing about what's happened in the intervening time if anything's happened in the intervening timing
0: yeah um yeah we've no idea what emotional place peter parker's in although the, the early part of the trailer has him kind of appearing at a community set, community centre to help the homeless. So I guess that's their version of Friendly Neighbourhood for this, where
2: Spider-Man's a cool celebrity who's kind of affiliated with the Avengers. He's helping his aunt with a, a little bit of fundraising at the homeless yeah. shelter. Why not? That, that, seems, that seems to make sense. He seems to have accepted the sort of street level and what he's doing at the moment. Um, so oh, yeah, that, that
0: that makes sense for this version of the character.
2: Yes, yeah. it, it definitely does. I think I think the thing is that because this character exists in the the MCU, and I think we've I think we discussed it in Homecoming. I think we discussed it in Civil War when we when we talked about it. It makes sense that if he was going to get a technical enabled suit, to, it would come from Tony Stark. If Tony was recruiting him, yeah, he would help him out in the same way that uh, Tony's dad kittied out Steve Rogers. It's, it's these little conceits that we've got to give because he exists in this universe where these characters are already established. And I, I know that it's not how it is verbatim um, in the comics, however, in this universe it is. And there's lots of little tweaks all over the place with these characters when they're converted from a uh, comic onto the big screen.
0: Yeah, there's always going to be changes and there should be because I don't want a live action version of the, you know, the first 6 issues of Spider-Man mm. or whatever because that would that that would be unwatchable uh, for one thing. It's very dated. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, but um now the actual the interconnectivity is one of the issues I kind of have with this character because by putting him in this universe and making him so young, they've just made him the kind of the prodigy of whatever influential figure happens to be kicking about this week so mm-hmm. it was Tony Stark the last time uh, this time it's now Nick Fury who of course thinks he's brilliant um, for some reason and um, and tries to recruit him into some kind of James Bond style villain hunt mission which I'm I'm not too keen on uh, do I you think I don't do think Spider-Man f- is James Bond he's not James Bond
2: But do you think the potential is in this film that that is a lesson that he's going to learn, that he he shouldn't just take these people and and do exactly what they say, that he should be his own Spider-Man and not be Tony Stark's Spider-Man or Nick Fury's Spider-Man?
0: Do you think that's a potential lesson? Supposedly. That was, you know, the kind of, at the end of Homecoming, he went and did his own thing. He said, no, I don't want to be an Avenger. I'm I'm, I'm fine out here. Uh, And... I mean, Nick Fury is extremely persuasive in the sense that he probably doesn't take no for an answer. Um, but but still, it's just you no. Know, I, th- I think um, if he's recruiting Peter Parker to help out with whatever these elemental beasts are that are cropping up across Europe, um, that's something you can do without Nick Fury because all he ha- all it has to happen is he's in Venice, Hydro Man or whatever that thing is attacks. He's like, oh crap! Um, someone should do something about that. And then he goes and does something about it. Rather so
1: it, it, it could be that. that. I think I, I, think I absolutely, you're absolutely right that it, it could be that. But we've got an MCU now and whereas you you can quite happily create films irrespective, the the route that Marvel have chosen to go down is a linked universe. And the problem of well, first, we call the Avengers, is is never going to go away. And if if the characters are still doing what they say they're doing, and with someone like Nick Fury, it is going underground and finding out what's really going on and pulling together a replacement for S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever it is he's decided he's going to do. He is going to be out there getting in people's face. I think he's, he's already as... As old as the character is beyond the solo agent is Nick Fury. He was always a recruiter. Yeah. So again, you don't have to do this. I completely agree with what you said. This is not needed in order to create a Spider Man story. However, do we actually have that now? You know, Captain America films have generally crossed over quite commonly. They've they've could quite easily have called one of the Captain America films an Avengers film. You know, it's It seems to be the point where we are having mash-up films as the norm. So I think they've kept consistent with what they're doing. They're still building their universe, because I expect Nick Fury to bring in greater things, whether it be Mysterio having connections to uh, another villain, or an underground force that is then going to carry on, into Avengers 5, 6 and 7 when they replace Thanos with a completely new arc I'm, I'm expecting them to seed stuff here if it comes to Avengers 4 and it just goes dead and then they have to build again from scratch I think it's going to be extremely disappointing whereas if they said in Avengers 5 or in some of the other films coming up oh, do you remember when that that thing happened oh that totally connects back to Mysterio you, you're going to carry on this build. And uh, I assume that's what they're doing. I assume they plan to make as many films in the MCU as they can to generate as much cash as they possibly can forever. Or, you know, until we all evolve onto our higher beings and start watching movies. You know, they're just going to keep going. So the, the seeding is continuously important. And I don't want my seeding to come from just... Um, post-credit scenes I-, I want it to be there in the world constantly building constantly evolving and so the Nick Fury stuff is, is something that I think I'm, I'm, I want to see that go somewhere if they just have it where he is another mentor for um, Peter then I would agree with you that is a total waste of time Peter should have been by himself but I'm actually expecting a lot more from it
0: when you say that, you know the Captain America, the example. He is, his films often feature other Avengers characters, which is you know which is fine. But and I I don't think that that Cap is in any way detrimented by other characters being around. You know he still gets on with things. The story's still his own. Um, no one's really leading him around. Um, whereas in these two Spider Man films, it seems like he very much is. You know, there's always someone. More influential, who says you should go over here now, or this is what you should do. Um,
1: see, the thing is, I'm still going to go back to because uh, because I, I'm I'm so taken by it in these films, partly because I actually really like to see it, his age, and also the idea that he has no parents and he's lost his father figure and it It sounds like it's getting a bit too basic when you you put a lot of emphasis on this, but the simple fact of the matter is that connection in a young person's life to a parent is is stupidly defining and really important and if strong, capable men in your field of interest turn up in front of you as a boy, I honestly believe you're going to take notice, and I don't think it's unreasonable to 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 just assume that of his character. So whereas he has made a decision at the end of the films, I am not going to be an Avenger, think that that is necessarily so defining that it underlines the argument and says it's over, he's not now, as a 16 year old, immediately as grown up as a 21 year old. He doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the ability to calculate what all these things are going to mean to him later on. So it feels like he should still have a way to go. I mean, I think everybody's made a decision in life, I am never going to do that again, that thing that was bad for me, I will never ever do that again. In a week's time you find, oh my god, I've done that thing again five times. I've made a mistake, I've tried to make a promise to myself, I've broken my new year's resolution. Oh, silly me. You know, it just happens all the time making a decision is not necessarily enough. You need to go through that emotional development to actually change inside, either the way your mental passages work or just how you feel about things. So if Nick Fury comes along, the ultimate spy, and says, I think you should do this in a confident voice, I think he's going to listen. But as 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 Chris says, I think it would be a really important point if not just at the end of the film, where Peter says i will not do this anymore actually they spend the last 20 minutes half an hour of the film actually showing you peter not following nick fury and doing other things that's your development at that point you will have seen somebody change and it'll be much more meaningful and, and and that's where i come back to my origin story this is what i want to see i'm not saying that it was promised by the trailer dear god I'm not. But to me, I don't believe the character's gone through what you at least want him to, even if even if uh, he may have actually said about it. I think, I think he's still got to do it, and I, I want to see it on screen played out as part of the whole plot.
0: Although you could use Nick Fury in a different way. I mean, if you have to use Nick Fury in this film...
1: You could you know. use him in a different way, yeah, but, but the, um... it could have a purpose, them using him this way.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the bit I was talking about where he gets involved by, you know, noticing the problem. Um, it could be that Nick Fury's also working that problem and then you can explore their approach to it that way.
2: There's a the potential of it, because you do see him uh, outside his suit uh, wearing his street clothes, taking on whatever the, the sort of water demon thing is. Uh, let's go with slightly different Aquaman. Um Man. Hydro Man. Like there we Batman go. Dylan. Hydro Man, he takes on Hydro Man Hydro street Man, stuff. Sandman
0: and Molten Man basically are the three Yeah. Except so not.
2: he's taking it in his street clothes at that point it's potential then that he becomes to the attention of Nick Fury who's saying right, get your suit on, if you brought your suit put your suit on
0: well he clearly gets a kind of rudimentary the stealth one, that you know you see a flash off in the trailer, mm. the one that's a riff on the noir suit, How, where that comes in I don't know and then he has a uh, the red and black version at some point as well, that he flies around with. Yeah. I don't like Spider-Man gliding around either. That's just, nah. <laughs> he doesn't glide. I mean, <laughs> this is stupid. He swings, that's what he does. Like, if you're just going to make him baby Iron Man, just make him baby Iron Man then. you know, Just have him with jets in his boots, why not?
2: I think it gets away from the uh, low-lying buildings problem that you've got in a lot of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, so, I'm... So, suburban Spider-Man just runs everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, well they, they kind of did that in Homecoming as well, yeah. where he got to the golf course and couldn't get across it because <laughs> like because his or he had to run across it because his web line had nothing to attach to. Um, yeah, and I, I'm interested in the story of you know Spider-Man cutting about Europe doing stuff. Uh, I, I quite like that idea because it is different from the New York stuff. Um, I'm just I'm just not sure this is going to be for me.
1: I think, honestly, everything we've said up till now is summarised by that statement, that this, there's some very personal decisions going to be made here, in the same way that I say S.H.I.E.L.D. is not for me, you know. Um, I think this film, however, is going to be for me. Right. So maybe ultimately, maybe neither of us have seen anything that is horrifically bad in the trailer, as in awfully dumb... But there's a clear take on Spider Man here, and one of us likes it, the other doesn't, and Chris will make up his mind, I guess, when he sees more of
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my. I always get a thing with these trailers, and especially considering that there will have been some effort to hide the results of Endgame uh, in this trailer, which probably means they can't show some stuff that they might want to. No. I think the last set. Um, the trailers for Homecoming gave away large, large, large chunks of plot. And you kind of hope that they're not going to do the same with this one. Um, so I, yeah, I reserve judgment. I think um, there's some stuff I like in there. I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio looks really interesting with what they're doing with that. Um, I like the fact that it's in Europe and it's a bit different from New York. I, I kind of like it being away from the the usual support structure kind of thing. So uh, get out of the usual, and there'll be a bit of fish out of water kind of stuff going on. I think. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it, nonetheless. I I do get what Craig is saying about it being why does Why does he need someone else to to lead him along? But we don't know if that's the case yet. It might just be circumstance, it, is um, to, it definitely that puts is the two degree. together.: Yeah,
0: because Nick Fury shows up in his room, tranquilizes Ned, and you know, and says stuff to him mm. and, you know, <laughs> along, along the lines of you know, and, and you get the kind of you've got gifts, you should learn how to use them, all that kind of stuff. So there is that clearly they're, they're at least for the purposes of this trailer, trying to suggest that Nick Fury will be a mentor figure to him in this film. Which you would think Stark would say, oh, if Nick Fury ever comes looking for you, don't trust that guy. He
2: is all sorts of corrupt. Mm. It, it, it could be the case, you would think that maybe Happy would warn him. Yeah. Or, or you know he would, he would speak to someone to try and get a bit of a verification. Or maybe he's already been told something already. You, you, like you say, you just don't know with some of this. My
0: other dad says not to trust you.
2: (laughs) My other, other, other dad and his friend. I'm not Uh, supposed
0: to talk to (laughs) strangers.
2: That'd be great. (laughs) Not to talk to strangers. Get away from you. You just tranquilise my best pal.
0: (laughs) It was a, you know, Isaac, who is occasionally on this podcast, says that he was disappointed that Nick Fury didn't perform a chokehold on Ned to knock him out. (laughs) Because I would have actually really liked to see that. That would have been so funny. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the the thing like Mysterio, it's pretty obvious that he's orchestrating these attacks and uh, taking credit for stopping them, right? Well, that's no what one, it seems like, isn't yeah. it? No one's no one's uh, no one thinks any differently because the fact that they're using Mysterio kind of tells you that.
1: Yeah, and that could be where they actually play with it to good advantage because literally everybody has guessed that now. Yeah. And if if they're clever enough and have seen it coming with somebody whose very identity is mysterious, then they could actually undermine that and give us another uh, another twist on the twist. Equally, yeah. it could be just what it looks like and be slightly disappointing. But it's another one of those ones where um, there's a promise there and there's a suggestion that could be something deeper. Uh, watch the space.
0: Yeah. Um, It's just because Mysterio, he's all about illusions and special effects and tricks, so it's, you know, um, it could be that it's most likely that he's somehow managed to summon these elemental beasts or created the illusion of these elemental beasts and then he just goes in and stops them so that everyone thinks he's a big shot and a hero. And, I don't know, maybe the Europe part of the film is quite short and you've got the the whole thing about how like in the comics, Spider-Man discredits him, and then it's the villainy stuff after that. I do think he looks cool. I like that they kept the fishbowl. I was worried that there was going to be no fishbowl.
1: <laughs> if there was no fishbowl uh, see, that's that's where I struggle because I, I i i i really do struggle with the the points where it's starting to become a bit ridiculous. Now, I, I do want them to continuously swerve away from that, unless they are making a purposeful joke, and. They have to keep enough connection in to the comics, but most of the time when something gets a little bit too silly, somebody has put a lot of effort into thinking about right how on earth has this possibly come about you know and I I, I don't know what they're going to do with the fishbowl it, it bothers me but I mean so far they've done quite a reasonable job of swerving away from any anything too stupid but if it is just if it is just because he uh, we needed to make him the same as the comic and they don't do anything with it uh, again I'm going to be sitting there going no this guy is just ridiculous I I have no reason to believe in any of the emotional development with Peter Parker because Mm -hmm. he should have just broken the guy's fishbowl and that would have been the end of it you know
2: well, I think there's always the, the potential the thing about Mysterio is he is like over the top, dramatic trying to get as much attention as possible and maybe the first time he appears he does have his fishbowl and then all the news outlets are going on about this guy has a super, stupid goldfish bowl on his head and then the next thing, he gets rid of the goldfish bowl because <laughs> he's, li- he's read the comments yeah. you know, he's looked at the posts online, he's read the stuff and gone oh, I look silly, right, okay, goldfish bowl off right, now I go in, yeah
1: do you know? I would actually really like that if, if, if he if he'd actually developed like a Facebook page and a Twitter and he <laughs> yeah. was actually a total star boy. That would be brilliant because it
2: got, I think that would be, be a fun twist on it. You know? Yeah, it,
1: w- it would actually match today's uh, sensational stardom that that is pulling people on and giving everybody their heroes to worship. It would it would it would be a nice little relevance. Uh, and and you say that's what bends it back from the ridiculous. It. It 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 makes it a bit more believable. So this isn't just a silly, isn't just a silly romp. Because if you see fast done really well, fast is actually clever if it's to be long lasting. And I think the recent um, Stan and Ollie film shows that. You know, it's a reason those people have been remembered for such a long time. Whereas some of the farce that we've seen in some of the TV shows, the, the superhero TV shows, it's eminently forgettable. You might get a quick giggle out of it, but there's no way you remember these really cool moments from 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 some uh, from some of them. And I really don't want the films to go down that route. If they're going to do these farcical things, I want it to be because somebody is. Ah, oh, I totally did that for the tweets, and I didn't get one thousand tweets out of this, you know. And <laughs> I, I didn't get I didn't get a hundred thousand likes, so that that was a terrible plan. Throws the fishbowl <laughs> down, you know. That that actually that's actually relevant, uh, and therefore a bit cleverer with it. So I, I do hope they do that, something like that.
0: Yeah, there's there's no indication of what they're actually going to do with the character. Uh, I would. My money would be on that he's being purposely theatrical. You know, he's creating a look that's that people are going to remember. Um, and obviously, the Mysterio look is iconic in the comics. So if he was just some other, you know, if he was just some other Yahoo in a, a metal suit, then they would be like oh, it's another. It's yeah, they've called him Mysterio, but he's just some loser in a metal suit. You know, and um, I think sometimes they they kind of by failing to lean into the iconography of the villains and some other stuff, it it does kind of... It's just another guy that they happen to be fighting that happens to be called, you know, the, the same name as this other guy. Because they, they, they make the point, you know, when you the kids are watching the newsfeed and it's the... He's like Iron Man and Thor rolled into one. And that's probably the point. <clears> you know, that's the, probably the point of the look. He wants to... Because you see, like his hands are creating those kind of same same Dr strange style spells and i don't mm. think he's actually going to have learned magic i think it's all fake
2: i i think it'll be that he's he's seen it on on news footage and replicated it as best he can which is why it doesn't look quite right when you see it yeah. it looks like like dr strange but not quite right yeah
0: and then your average joe will won't be discerning enough to notice mm. yeah Especially the kids, they'll be like, oh, it's so cool! He's got like all the Avengers rolled into one. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool." Yeah, uh, that could really work, yeah. Yeah, and I hope they do that because that'll be more interesting than what it looks like they're doing. Um, but I guess we shall see. Um, I don't know. It it looks like uh, MJ, as we will call her, I suppose now, Michelle, is uh, as as um, as fun as ever kind of winding him up about uh, what he says when when he says she looks pretty and she's like, so therefore I have value. And I'm glad that's a joke and she's not actually meaning that because then that would just be kind of insufferable. Like, why do people like you? You're kind of annoying.
1: They didn't put too much in for the sporting cast into a trailer, but then it's a trailer. So I think they did what they needed to do with that. With with MJ and Ned, they have made it clear that they are still going to be who they were yeah, and they've given us good enough lines for both of them. I think to show that they're not just going to be carbon copies of what there is before. They're still going to have some things to say in the vein of what they did already. Um, but but yeah, then and then that was that was all we could, that's all we had time for. You know, you 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 got about twenty seconds each, but yeah, but they did with those twenty seconds. They did what they needed to do. I think those characters have been displayed well.
0: Yeah, and I like the the Flash Thompson gag at the end. You where know, was like oh Spider-Man's yes. great he looks after us he's you know whatever he has a cool suit and then Peter walks in and he's like what's up dickwad <laughs> <laughs> and and you know it's such an obvious joke And but I've always liked that aspect of Flash Thompson early on where he hates Peter Parker but loves Spider-Man and has no idea that they're one and the same it's, you know you can play with that nicely sure. uh, yeah although considering that Spider-Man is apparently going to turn up at all these places that they just so happen to be on their trip uh, I don't think the supporting cast are going to be ignorant to his identity by the
2: end of this film. And uh that was something I spoke to you about the other day actually where we were discussing this. I was like he's yes, listeners, no we way to talk outside of the pod. Yeah, I know. Occasionally. <laughs> um I I can't I couldn't I can't quite get that okay his identity is going to remain secret after this. It's like because there was already the Washington DC stuff. Where he vanishes and Spider-Man appears and then presumably in this he's also going to have vague excuses for disappearing and then Spider-Man is going to turn up everywhere that they go
0: I mean that's one thing where the shared universe works in its favour for keeping the secret identity if they know, if everyone knows that Peter Park or Spider-Man is affiliated with the Avengers then him turning up outside of New York isn't necessarily hmm. unexpected so you can get away with it once. It's like, oh that's a coincidence, we were all in DC and so was he. But it's like, oh look, we're in London, there he is, we're in Venice, there he is. Now we're in I don't know, wherever else, and there he is. So I think like if it happens three times in a row,
2: <laughs> then Yeah. And you know, and while and while he's here, he's there's he's not in New York. It's amazing. It's yeah. And then he strangely just turns up that week after. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well as soon as we get back for some reason Spider Man has suddenly been sighted again. Weird isn't that weird but yeah you can get away with that once so I, I can accept the DC thing because it's like yeah fine we know that he's affiliated with the Avengers maybe he was the only guy that was around at the time they sent him here to deal with this problem whatever you know you, you that's the kind of chats that people would have and people wouldn't really notice that Peter Parker is not about I mean they know he's not around but they don't connect to it necessarily but you would start to draw parallels after not that long a time I would say. So, anything else we can uh, comment on this particular trailer? The only last bit on my notes is uh, the the Aunt May uh, happy relationship. Or at least tease at a relationship that they're maybe seeing each other or whatever. Um, That could be a good way to explore the Uncle Ben angle. Whereas Peter might not be ready for his aunt to move on.
2: Yeah, that's true actually.
0: you could, you know, you could explore it that way without doing the, you know, the the traditional side of it. Um, that would be something that I don't think they've necessarily done before. Apart from the comics when she like is about to marry Doctor Octopus, which is uh, something that has to be read to be believed. Really, she inherits an island, and Doc Hawk wants that island. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Real thing that <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he charms her, and they almost get married. <laughs> it's um, it's ludicrous. It really is. But uh, it could be a way that they explore it. Yeah. You'd
2: you'd think though, though they have had the the tendency to play it for laughs in that field. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. So Chris, do you have anything final?
2: No, no, I um. No, I think I've, I think I've covered what I wanted to say. Really, I'm kind of on, on, on the fence, but I think once I've seen Endgame, I'll be definitely looking forward to this.
0: Uh, Aaron, do you have anything further? Anything
2: final?
1: Speaking of somebody who's not really that bothered by the promise of Endgame at all, I am actually much more interested in the more personal stuff that will come in with this. Spider-Man. I don't think that I've been promised a lot. I think they've just opened the door and I've filled in all the things I want to be behind it and I'm, I'm just about to have a peek as to what it is. So so I'll not kid myself to think that this, this trailer has promised an amazing film but the setup of who the Spider-Man is, is is much more aligned to what I would like to see given the MCU. So So I remain hopeful even if I've created a bit of that myself.
0: Yeah, I think from my point of view, I haven't seen the film yet, I've only seen this trailer Um, although if this this trailer is designed to make me want to see the film, it kind of hasn't really done that Uh, it's kind of more annoyed me than anything else but uh, I fully accept that I could watch the film and it's just the way they've edited this trailer and everything will be fine. They'll do a really good version of Spider-Man that um, I can get behind Or maybe they'll just double down on everything that I think they're going to do and I won't like it. Who knows? It will be revealed on the July Spider-Man Far From Home podcast. So that was our discussion of the recently released Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Special thanks to YouTuber DSC for his Spider-Man music. If you like what you heard, then hit that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube or any major podcasting app. iTunes users, please do leave us a star rating and a comment. If you want to discuss the trailer or anything else, then hit us up on Facebook or Twitter under NeilBeforeBlog or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, we hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod.